This week's Pasha is Pasha's Balak. I will ask a question and maybe be Meyashavit with a few mice. Always, it's always a good tarot. I don't know how many of you ever bothered by this. When you start davening every single morning and you say the words, Matoivu Oyalacha Yaakov, Mishkin Oysacha Yisrael. So you start davening. I'm sure you all close your eyes and you imagine the Meshrabbeinu uttering those words, Matoivu Oyalacha Yaakov, or you imagine it was Aaron Hakoyen. Very few of you actually stop and think that we're starting our davening quoting the Baal HaDonkey himself. Mr. Billum, and I maybe it didn't bother you, but it always bothered me. You can't start davening. There's so many other beautiful ways to start davening. We have to start with the Billum, probably the lowest life documented in the Torah, Pashtas. I mean, we can analyze it, definitely from the top three. The Mishnayis, the Mishnayis, you go, we have a whole parish of him trying to curse Klaius, and no one else. Sabachim. I want you to think about it, what he's saying, and you'll understand. Bilam is trying to curse Klai Yisrael. The Zayra Kaddish writes, the day that Bilam tried cursing Klai Yisrael was the most dangerous day ever to the existence of Klai Yisrael. Bilam was Yedea Das Elyon. He knew when to curse, how to curse, and he was trying not stop. Read the Pesukim, the Shabbos, to see how many times he went on to try to curse. But when he said, that was the reason why he was unsuccessful. It's so important for us to understand, what is it? Because Bilam says, a Pesuk that some might remember from Rosh Hashanah, it says, Truas Melech Boy, look at Rashi, he says, Baruch, who loves these people, I'm trying to curse them. But it's not going. And then he says, What's the pshat? The psukim are teaching us. Everyone today is looking for schoolers. You open up a hamadiyah, you have Ted, and you think, a schooler will daven for you, will say this for you, will stop Ein horror, will stop bad things. They're all wonderful. But I want to tell you the Avishta schooler. The Avishta tells us when we were in a situation of getting cursed, you know what stood? Matoivu ayalacha Yaakov, Mishnah Yisrach Yisrael, tells Chazal, everyone knows the Chazal about the sneeze of Klai Yisrael, but Klai Yisrael was living with a tremendous achdus. Klai Yisrael was living, Matoivu ayalacha Yaakov, is when Klai Yisrael was getting along, and there was good sky in the oil of Yaakov, there was no politics, everyone got along, and Bilam said, against that, I have no hope. So when you start dominating every day and you want to get your treeless answered, everyone thinks, what does Yarizal say? I don't know what Yarizal says to do. Open up any new start. So the Yarizal says you should start off dominating with these words. I don't know if you know that, you don't. Yarizal brings down, that's how you should start dominating. What shaykh is? Because you want the Kodesh Baruch Hu to love you and to answer what you want. The Segulas make sure that you're one with Klai Yisrael. Very famous, I think that this I might have mentioned before, very famous story about two brothers that weren't talking. And they were, one was uh, 
lived on the East Coast, and his brother lived on the West Coast. And the, and the brother on the West Coast called the brother and said, you know, Tati's dying. Come. Lamai said the brother, we're not on talking terms. And the brother on the East Coast was not on talking terms with the brother on the West Coast, but he came. And he walked in and he says, Tati, and one day before he died. And his father, he just traveled thousands of miles. The father just turns away, doesn't look at him. And he goes to the other side of the bed, and the father takes his last kaikas and turns it the other way. Very famous. The father refused to look at his son, and the son says, why are you doing that? And he says, the father said these words, if he's not your brother, I'm not your father. Who are you? This is my son. If you're not his brother, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the same policy. You come into HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you want Gizunt, you want Parnas, whatever it is that you're down before. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, if your brother is not your brother, I'm his father, said, I'm not your father. This is the secret that God has out of the clothes of Bilaam. The greatest segula in life, when a person goes ahead and tries to make shalom. I have to tell you an interesting story. Very interesting story about a yid. Very interesting story. A yid came to a city, and I'll leave out the details. He walked into a city, and he was a very wealthy yid. And he had a driver, like the Kavirim have, and he pulls into a city and he tells him, yeah, let's stop, I'd like to pick, pick me up something to eat or drink from this store. And the driver says, no, we can't go into this store. He says, why not? He says, this store is, is, is a big shiloh if the, if the hexer is good. He says, why? He said, Rabbanim came out against him. And the light says, a shiloh, if, uh, if, if it's kosher, if it's not, like, let's not go to this store. He says, what's going on? He says, no, the guy's selling maybe not such a good hexer. And he's giving him the whole politics. He said, this store ripped the city apart. Okay, he was a guest. He didn't know, but he got very bothered by it. People were upset at Rabban in this store. So he asks the driver, he says, you think I'm a very rich man? Is there something I could do to solve this issue? He says, nah, this has destroyed the city. The Maisa, boys, listen to a Maisa. The Yid, the side, he's going to meet Rabban. And he asked Rabban, said, listen up, this guy's out. If you bought the store, and you started with uh, with uh, New Hampshire, you know, it would solve the issue. He said, what about that guy? He decided he'll hire him as a manager. They don't trust him. He said, Rabbanim said, if you hire him, the Mashkiach Tamidi will allow it. Lamai said, this year was in the real estate. This year told the story he was in the real estate business. He didn't know how to run a supermarket or a butcher. Lamai said, he went ahead and he bought it. And he put this guy in. And Lamai said, the city was back with Shalom. This story happened a couple of years ago, when the, before there was a major real estate crash. My said, this person didn't want to buy it because he said, I'm in the real estate business, I'm not in the butcher business. But Misa, whatever happened, wherever he lived, the real estate went down. He lost every penny in real estate. His supermarket became the main supermarket in town. And Misa, he made a tremendous career from the supermarket. And Misa, once there was a school that was busy, very posh it. A year saw Machlaikis. People were begging him not to buy it. People said, you're crazy. Uh, and no one, the store was already blacklisted. No one's interested in it. But my see, he said, I'm going to go ahead and I'll show him and do something for another year. And it worked. So I decided, I was thinking of some nice And I was thinking, sometimes you hear stories about G'daylum, about older people. He said, what does that have to do with me? So I was trying to think of a Misa, of a Bacha your age. And I thought of Valdig Misa, Mamash Pesiata Dushmaya. A bacher was 14 or 15 years old, such a gewaldi of myself, 
of, of, of Achtus with a tremendous ending. Listen to this, Kavaldi Yemais. About three years ago, there was a year who was 103 who was Nifter in the city of Montreal. His name was Reb Mendel Weinberger. Very interesting story. Remember why he was Nifter? And right before he was Nifter, he called his kids together and he said, I never shared with you this story. I'm sharing it with you, not because I want to brag, but because it's Negea, Tarichus, I want to share with you this story. He says, my name, our family name, is really not Weinberger. So this is why he was sharing. He said, listen to a story. After the war, this there was a bacher, this winemaker's name was Schleimer Greenfeld. And this Schleimer Greenfeld, he had a chaver named Baum, forgot the first name, two bacherim who lived in Poland. I went through the Holocaust. It was hungry, not Poland, hungry. After the war, they were in the DP camps. Bacher, listen to the story. They were in the DP camps. And Lamaisa. Things were terrible. People think when the Holocaust is over, the problems were over. It was not. The problems, people got sick. There were people dying from typhus and all sorts of machlas. It was terrible. But my son, this bacher, he's telling them the story. He says, I was a healthy kid, and I secured papers to get into Canada. All right? He says, my son, I went to my friend. My best friend is... <coughs> friend of mine, was Mr. Bacher named Baum, and I told him that I have, unfortunately, I was able to get, fortunately and for me, I was able to get uh, paperwork into Canada. His friend, he tried to get his friend, but his friend, unfortunately, was sick with typhus. We had been sick with typhus, and the Canadian government was Bishum Oifen not taking anyone who was sick with typhus. And he told so his friend couldn't go. These were best friends, they were Chavrusis. And Lamai say he was going. The next day, the day before he was going, mm-hmm. he was getting ready to go to the boat, to go to America, to go to Canada. His friend said, I'm going to walk with you. It doesn't look like I'm ever going to get out of this blood-drenched Europe. But at least let me see. I want to be happy for you. I'm going to come watch you go. Lamai say he walked him to the, to the dock. <coughs> they waited the last couple of hours. They're schmoozing. Now they're going to have different lives. And all of a sudden, as he got closer, his friend, this Bacha Baum, began to cry uncontrollably. It hit him that his friend is going to Canada, to the free world, and he's going to be stuck. Stuck, he was sick, he's never going to get, no country's ever going to take a sick kid. And he begins to cry, he's trying to hide it, but then he just bursts out, crying bitter tears. And his friend, this Bacha Greenfeld, is sitting there, and he's feeling really bad. And he says, I'm sorry, he says, ah, what should I do? He says, no, no, you should go. Lamaisa, the tears of his friend were so getting to him. Listen to what a 14-year-old Bacher could do. I hear the story, I can't be massacred. He's holding tickets to his freedom. He doesn't know what's going to be the next day. He tells his friend, listen up. Do me a favor, they don't know anyone. Take my paperwork. You go to Canada. I'm healthy. I'm hoping that the day will come since I was never sick, I'll be able to get paperwork into Canada or into America. You take my papers. Friend said, no way. He says, I'm telling you, it's Bechayt slave. Take my paperwork and you go to freedom and I'll stay behind. Lamaisa, his friend says, you sure? You sure? 
His friend takes the Shlomo Green, his friend Baum takes the paperwork that says Shlomo Greenfield, and he sails to Canada. And our friend, the real Shlomo Greenfield, is back in Hungary, wherever it was after the war, hoping that the day will come. for Listen to the end of his mice. A couple of months later, that unfortunately, a young boy named Mendel Weinberger who passed away. And Shlomo Greenfield took his paperwork and he sailed because he was healthy. He was able to go for testing and he talked and made it to Canada as well. Listen to the end of the story. About 20, 30 years after the Holocaust, this Mendel Weinberger, whose real name was Shlomo Greenfield, decided that maybe it's time to change back to his real name. And he went to the visit to Rebbenetz, he saw the Imrechaim, and he said, I think I should change my name back. I've been going with Mendel Weinberger for the last 20 years because of the paperwork that I came on. Lamaisa for my kids, my ankle. My real name is Shlomo Greenfeld. Listen to what the Rebbe tells him. It's an unbelievable thing. The Rebbe says, please, please, for the sake of Claudius all, don't change your name. So he says, why? He says, because every single time Somebody's going to call you or calls you Mendel Weinberger. It's Ma'or, a tremendous Yisrael. We can't afford to lose that. Every time he says, You're really Shlomo Greenfeld, but you get called Mendel Weinberger. And Akadosh Baruch, it's this Oyer, the Ahava that one year has to another. You can't imagine how much sorrow and sorrow you saved Yisrael from. And the year turned to his kids and says, I wouldn't tell you the story. But if it ever comes up that you're related to Greenfield, you are related to the Greenfields. And my name is not Weinberger. Our name, we go with Weinberger. But remember, it was the vision to Rebbe's Psak, that Paskin, that we should be Weinberger. Something that, uh, again, brings out the same Nakuda, that if a person goes ahead and is mischaser to another yid, is the greatest way to be Moitzichain, Bein HaKosh Baruch. Can I share with you one more Maisa? Maisa I heard happened this year. So I never shared it before. And this Maisa is Mamish, a tremendous chizuk. Why? Because sometimes you hear stories about the Gedolim, about the Benadim Lechaber, and you say, oh, this is big people. I want to tell you a story about a very small person, a very bad person. A Bacher, also a story about a Bacher. But the story has an interesting change in the middle. A story about a Bacher, a real nasty, vicious bully. And the story takes an interesting twist. Let me share with you this mice. This year, the story took place in the winter, middle of this winter. There was a year that went to social work school. And if you know what a social worker is, so it's a Hamishin Gaman that went to social work school. And the story goes that they make you write the very first day. They write who is your role model in life. They ask this young man to write who his role model in life is. What's fascinating is why they make you do this. Because four weeks later, six weeks later, they actually make you do it again. They ask you who's your role model in life. And they, they tie that everyone switches. They want to prove that social work school makes you think differently. They said that 99 out of 100 people switched their role model a few weeks in. Shine. So this Inuman is in a classroom, in this class, and they ask who it is, and he goes ahead, and he puts down his role model. A guy in the shul. 
And guess what happens? Six weeks later, they give out a paper, and he writes the same guy. And they call him into the office, they say, you're the only person in the whole room that's stuck to the same role model. What's the pshat? Who is this role model? He says, it's a guy in my shul. He says, why is he a role model? He says, I don't know. It's a good child. I don't even know why I wrote him. He was so bothered by it, he decided he's going to go ask this yid in shul, why is he, why are you my role model? The Pasha didn't even know. He says, I'm mice at 20, 22 mice. Toshin Bebe's mice. He goes over to the yid in shul. He says, can I ask you a question? He says, what can I do with you? Why are you my role model? The yid looked at him like he fell on his head. I'm telling him, I said, boy, too. Looks at him like he posh it, fell on his head. He says, um, I don't know. And he starts turning away. And I said, there are two adults here. And this yid who he asked my role model begins to cry, posh it, hot tears in his mouth. The guy who he told, why are you my role model? He said, I'm sure that I didn't think a role model is such a bad thing. Why are you crying? He says, no, you're not going to understand. Crying, his body's shaking and he starts crying. This person's feeling terrible. He went to ask a guy why he's a role model. The guy starts crying. It's not how we expected this to end. So he goes over to him. And after he calms down, he says, can I ask you what happened? He says, I'll share with you. Yeah, you have a few minutes? Let me tell you, Maisa. All right, I'm going to tell you. You have a few minutes? Finish this Maisa? Let's finish this Maisa. He says, you ready for this? He says, about 25 years ago, he was a younger man. 20 years ago, I should say, I'm the exact time. He was a younger man. And a, a guy in his shul walks over to him. Again, we're going now 20 years earlier of this role model. And he says, can I ask you a question? So a kid comes over to this guy. He says, how do you, what do you have to do with my father? He says, your father, nothing. He says, no, you had some sort of interaction with my father. And this guy says, I don't know who your father, who's your father? He said, no, no interaction. So I'll tell you why. My father is on his deathbed now. And he was going through with us his life. And he said through his life, he had a very positive life. He said, I'm dying pretty clean. There's one thing, one person that I'm never going to be Michael as long as I live. And the kids looked up like, who's that? He said, no. He said, everyone else I'm Michael, all my other things in life are godly. There's one person I am never, ever going to be Michael. I'm going, leaving this world, not be Michael. So the kids got very, uh, you know, uh, shocked. It wasn't their nature. He said, Tati, maybe we could try to help. Who was it? He says, nah. He says, tell us. Maybe we could try to see. He says, who is it? It's this guy, this and this guy, who's, by the way, our role model. So he says, I don't understand you. He says, you don't even know my father. You're the only guy in the whole world he's not being Michael. He says, he's not Michael. Me, what do I have to do with him? He says, I think you should come because... There might be a, a fading opportunity here to, to be healed. He comes into the room and this dying man sees him and says, Never! Not being Michael, you! He says, Can I ask you a question? Do you know me? Michal? He says, Yeah. He says, What? He says, You want? I can tell you what you did wrong, but don't ask you for Michal. He says, Fine. He says, This year that was dying was a plumber. He says, One Friday afternoon, your Rosh Hashiva called me and he said, The toilets are, are an issue. Could you please come as a toilet to the yeshiva and fix the toilets? He says it was the last thing I wanted to do. I wasn't making any money from the yeshiva. I came Arab Shabbos. And I was sitting there on the floor, and you were a wise guy. He says, were you a very sharp bully when you were younger? And this guy is nodding slowly like, yeah. 
says, I was sitting there on the floor trying to fix this toilet, and you started making fun of me. And you said, I had a big, big, big chain with a lot of keys. And you started saying, shh, you're a busy guy. You have a lot of keys. What is this key for? What is this key for? And everyone is laughing around you. And you say, what is this key for? And he says, and Lamaisa, I'm trying to be the adult in the room, and I'm trying not to get upset. And I, I answer you a few times. I ignore you a couple of times. And then when you finish making a joke out of me in front of everyone, you said, Rabbi quick, let's go learn. Otherwise, we're going to look like the plumber. He said, when you said those words, he says, I was a year that got up 5 o'clock every morning to learn, and I never went to sleep at night without learning for now. But I always felt guilty that I wasn't learning more. And at that moment, you told the Bacham, let's go learn quickly. Otherwise, we're all going to look like this plumber here. He says, I cannot explain it. Your mama shattered me. He says, I was subrochen. It affected my way to Hashem. He says, I never, ever was the same. Whatever reason, it's hard to explain. Having a bunch of Bacham laughing at me while I'm on the floor fixing. He said, I cannot explain you when you told everyone, let's go learn. Otherwise, we're going to look like this. I, I cannot be my clean. And this person remembers the story. And this guy starts, yes, it's a true story. He says, maybe you can be Michael. He says, no. I said, no. And Elamaisa, his kids start saying, Tati, maybe could he do something that you'll be Michael? But I said, first of all, before I even go back to, to think about this, Abacha thinks he throws a line to be funny. He doesn't realize the impact he could have on a person. He said he never, he affected him. I said, to the point he's on his deathbed, he's not being Michael. Elamaisa, he says, the kids beg him, He's on his deathbed, and he says, and the kids also thought that if he's saying, I'll never be Michael, he probably wanted to be Michael, you know, tonight. He said, here's the deal. If you get yourself a charusa and promise me you're going to learn 15 minutes of Musa every single day with a charusa for the rest of your life, I want to do Michael. He says, how can I promise? He goes, fine, done. Otherwise, he's going to have a lot of time to play with. The clock is ticking. So he says, giving you... Hurry up, and the kids look at this guy and they say, you better hurry up, because this, this man's not going to live too much longer. So he turns to one of the kids that live in his neighbor and says, could you learn with the son that went over this? Could you learn with me, Musa, every day? They made a Kabbalah, and they learned 15 minutes of Musa every single day. Now listen to the end of this. 15 minutes of Musa every single day. It's been 20 years, as I mentioned, since that story. And this kid said, he learned Musa for 20 years every day, and he regretted it. And he said, he davened HaKadosh Baruch I've worked so hard. Could you please show me a simon in Shemaim that you accepted my chuba? I'm going to continue learning Musa, but I need to know that my 20 years of learning Musa every day was a scowl. He says, for the past week, three tefillas a day, I'm davening Takosh Please send me a simon in Shemaim that all this Musa worked and I became a better yid. And then you walk over to me right now in Shul and say, why are you my role model? That was my simon in Hashemayim, he said. That the Ebeshter was Makabal. After 20 years of learning Musa every day. But the Chizik is Bachram. This is a person who didn't have the greatest meters. He was a bully. He made fun of a person that was coming to do a favor. But he went ahead and he worked on his meters. And he was like to not know that he had that chain on his face. That someone said, I don't know why, I just like you. I just want to be like you. Bachram, that's the Chizik. So remember... We start every morning Why? Remember the greatest segula we have. So who looks down. Remember, Bilam said, no klala, no tsara. How? Matoyu Eilach Yaakov. If Klai Yisrael gets along, Kashbrochu says, 
I'm hopeless. I have no great. I have no. I can't do anything. 